0: You know that? It says comment in the back. Yeah, my buddy back there helped me out. Uh, if you were not here in Sunday school, I appreciate it. I said I appreciate everybody's prayers and, uh, and the gifts and, uh, and the support. And uh, I don't take it lightly. And uh, I count it a privilege to be here on the pulpit today. And don't take that lightly either. Okay? Let's pray. And then we'll get started. Lord, we love you today. Thank you for loving us and we didn't love you. Hmm. Pray you help us today. Pray you help me to say exactly what you had me say today. I pray to speak to my heart today. I pray to speak to every heart in this room. I pray that if there's anybody here that's maybe struggling with salvation and not assurance or even not saved today, I pray today would be their day of salvation I pray for us, Lord God, as Christians, that we would, uh, or just be, just be conscious of the fact that uh, there's a lost and dying world out there, and help us to have, Lord, a burden, and help us to be, Lord God, really honestly thankful for what we have. Pray, use your word now we'll be careful to give the praise, honor, and glory, for we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. John chapter 13, how to have a blessed life. I don't know about you, I know we are blessed, but just a little bit different, a little bit of twist a little bit. I really believe this in my heart. I believe that God blesses individuals differently. And sometimes, sometimes the blessings he gives you may not be the blessing he gives to somebody else, but God gives it to you when you need it. Sort of like God's grace. You don't know about that grace until you have to go through something and you need God's grace. I never really, honestly, understood that, really, until you go through some things in your life and you begin to get grace when you need it. And that's pretty incredible when you think about it, that there's a God in heaven, who that cares about us as an individual. That's pretty deep. <laughs> John chapter 13 is where we're going to read, beginning in verse number 13. John begin 13. You call me Master and Lord, and you say, well, for so I am. But if I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Now, I, I, let me just pause here for a minute. Now, we know this. Men's feet are nasty. Okay. Women's feet get taken care of, but men's feet are nasty. It's nasty. It's nasty. They're not kept. They're nasty. Now, I don't know. But here's the Lord before he's going to the cross and he's going to wash the disciples' feet. Now, I don't know if you ever had somebody wash your feet. I'm not talking about going to a salon and stuff like that. But I had it one time where Pastor Yannizzi, no, I'm sorry, Pastor Penichetti washed our feet up on the platform One of the most humbling experiences I've ever come in contact with. And the Lord, and we're going to, I don't want to get ahead of this, but the Lord is going to wash the disciples' feet, already knowing that Judas is going to betray him. Watch this. And he calls him his friend. (laughs) I don't know. I know. If I'm looking at somebody who's my enemy and not really doing good to me, I ain't calling them my friend. Hello? It's amazing to me that God gives everybody the last opportunity to get right. It's just unbelievable. Just really is unbelievable. Just unbelievable that God is that merciful and that loving and still love somebody even though they're going to betray him that's woo, woo, that's some kind of deep christianity there hello but the example i say unto you that the servant is not greater than his lord and neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him Now, here you go. Watch it now. If ye know these things, happy are ye if you do them. Now, I'm going to say this to you. (laughs) I don't need to hear any more new truth. (laughs) I already got trouble doing with what I already know. Like, 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 I got a problem with what I already have to know I'm supposed to be doing I ain't doing. And I don't know about you, but I'm not perfect yet or I would be in heaven. Hello? So God's still working on me. Anybody here got problems? You better raise your hand because if you didn't raise your hand, you got big problems because you don't even know you have problems. We already know the guy in the back has all the problems, but we already know that. I mean, we don't have to go any farther than that. Amen. Amen, Amen to that. one. that. But what he tried to do is this. He tried to give them an example of humility. And what he was trying to say was, happiness is not in what you own. Happiness is in when you are doing them. You don't take any of your toys with you. I have a lot of toys. My back of my... Watch it, Mrs. We already know how many toys you got. Don't even go there. me. Hello. I got toys. Hello. Some of my favorite stores are Home Depot. Come on. I live in Home Depot. That's how I roll. Amen. You might be all your beauty aid stuff. Come on. Stop already. Everybody's got their own little deal. Amen. But you don't get happiness of what you have. Watch it. You get happiness by doing. So he said, Happy are those who have but do. But Charlie says this statement is very true. You're not somebody who's spoiled if you appreciate what you have. Amen. Yes. We're living in a day and age, the Bible says in last days, men will be unthankful. Now my dad, my dad, My dad said this, if I give you something and you don't say thank you, it now becomes my gift, not yours. Now, I might be dumb, but I ain't stupid. It happened one time. Not after that. (laughs) It ain't happening again. Now, I don't know as a Christian where you are, but I'm going to look at some points this morning, and I believe for us to really have the blessed life that God would have us to have. I'm going to give you some points this morning. The first point is this, is believe. I'm sorry, I hit that button twice. Believe. You got to believe. All right, let's turn a couple places. Isn't it wild? Like, where'd you put your glasses at? Did you ever have your glasses like on your head and you're looking for them where they are? <laughs> I think like you are dumber than a box of rocks. And then you say like, where'd you put them? They're right in front of you. Let let, let me just just talk on me this morning, okay? Did you ever put something in a note in your phone or your iPad and you forgot how you put it in your phone or iPad? (laughs) Like they can't make a smartphone for a dumb person. Hello? Sometimes you can find it with one word. But you might be looking for a while. (laughs) talking to me this morning, all right? Believe. Okay, turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 9, 23 to 24. We're going to look at a couple things. To live a victorious Christian life, you have to believe. I've got to believe in some things, and I'll look in that in just a couple minutes. Mark chapter number 9, 23 and 24. Now I want you to think about here's a fella who's got a son he's demon possessed and oft times the demon throws him into the fire and this man is looking for some compassion from the Lord so the Lord makes this statement to him you ready all right here we go mark chapter 9 23 to 25 And Jesus saith unto him, you know what, let's just go up, let's go up, let's go up a little bit. Okay, Okay, verse 17, go to verse 17, okay, go to verse 17. And one of the multitudes answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and foameth, and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples, that they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with thee? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And when he brought him unto him, and when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said of a child, And oft times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. Now watch this one. Watch this statement. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Now watch what he says to him. And Jesus saith unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Now watch it now. Watch it now. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Okay, here you go. Ready? I'm going to get real personal right now. Okay? Do you know my problem in the beginning is that I can believe? My problem is when it doesn't happen according to my time. Come on, come on, come on now. Like, like, like I'm having faith and I'm believing that God's going to do it, but why don't you do it like right now? Like, 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 like I want you to answer now. Come on now. Come on now. And God says, you just got to believe. See, God doesn't work on the same timetable that we do. God doesn't think like we think. Come on now. And God doesn't act like we act. God's different. But we want him to fit in our timetable. Hello? Like I want God to answer my prayer yesterday. Not tomorrow. And then all of a sudden when I don't get it answered, come on, my belief begins to waver. And I wonder like, are you listening to me? Listen, God just wants you to believe. Here's my problem I believe, but help thou my unbelief. Woo! I mean, he said it often to the disciples, like, I'm not going to be with you forever. Like, when are you going to get it? They didn't really get it. Watch it, watch it, watch it. <laughs> And they didn't have the whole Bible, and we have the whole Bible, and I still don't get it. If I'm really going to be blessed by God, I have to be somebody who believes without question. Let me just go a little personal to you here. You ready? So the mortgage is burned. Does that mean we still don't have to pay bills? Oh, it's getting really quiet right now. Some people would think, well, well, I, that means I could stop giving now. What? Wait, wait, wait a second. Is that what they did back in the day of Jerusalem and building the temple when they had everything for the temple? Did they still give? You got to have lights run, right? Don't pay your electric bill. See what happens. It doesn't matter if you paid it for 25, 30 years, they still want to cut your electric off. Listen, listen. Listen. It either belongs to God or it does not. But we want to put restrictions on it. Well, watch, watch. Here's how we are. You ready? I'll believe if you do this. Whoa, oh, and now you now you're putting stuff on God. No, you're supposed to believe if nothing happens. That's what he's trying to teach this fella. You believe regardless. I could heal your son and your son might not get healed. But I just want to see where you are. Do you believe? Wow. The Bible says if you believe, all things are possible. Hello. My problem is I want to pick and choose. Like I have selective hearing when I come to church. That's probably for somebody else. No, that's for you. And that's for me. Stop your little selective hearing and don't act like you have your hearing aid in today, okay? Hello? Because they say, I'm in charge of the deaf ministry. I make people deaf, amen? Hello? You got to believe. And you got to believe, here you go a couple ways, you ready? He has power to save. Got to believe that. Hebrews 7 25 says wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost that come unto him to come unto God by him seeing he ever liveth to maketh intercession for them so July 6 1980 you ready I put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ I believe what he did on the cross was a finished work his power to save me hello can I get unsaved No, I'm eternal secure. I did have a religion before that taught me about God in my head. If you keep the sacraments and you go to church and you're somewhat good, come on now, you might go to heaven. Might go to heaven. Might go to heaven. And I sit in church and they said, it's it's Jesus plus nothing else to get to heaven. I'm saying, are you lying to me? Are you mean to tell me for 25 years somebody lied to me? Hello? They said, watch, watch. You have to believe the Bible, not a person. Hello? John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You've got to believe that he's able to save you. But you have to believe it. Hello? Now your belief... You ready? Produces you to change what you're doing. Come on, you used to be for the world. Now you're for God. Come on, you used to love the world. Now you're supposed to love God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What happens now if you love the world and love God? You're messed up. You're double-minded. You're unstable. Your life is messed up. Hello? Hello? His power to save, His power to strengthen. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things. How many things? Through you now, through Christ, it strengtheneth me. I don't like it when I go through trials. I just want it to be easy. Ain't going to happen that way. Listen, if they didn't treat Jesus fair, do you think they're going to treat you fair too? You gotta bear your cross, man. Suck it up, Bucky. Hello? I'm gonna go through some trials. I'm gonna go through some problems. I don't like problems. Matter of fact, if you get involved with people, people equal problems. The world be great if we didn't have any people, <laughs> including me. Hello, the world be great. there would be nobody on the road. You could drive by yourself. Hello? Power to save, power to strengthen, he has power to, to protect. Joshua 1.9 says, I have on I command you, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Watch it. It's a great thing, like when you got saved, ready? Right? God promised to never leave you or forsake you. You might think things are bad. Hello? It could get worse. Sometimes when I'm going through some stuff, I'm thinking, wow. And then then the Lord said, how bad they got across the street? I mean, you're you're, you're clear of cancer right now. She's going through cancer. I mean, how bad is it for you now? Got problems. I'm packing my own suitcases. Do you know how dangerous that is? (laughs) Packing my own suitcase. After I lost my wife, do you understand all that? Do you know how many times I leave without something? One time I forgot my belt. Thank God I was behind the pulpit because if I lost my drawers, nobody would know. Amen? I'm just saying. Hello. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I have, I have, I call it a Chinese laundromat. I literally have a lady from my church... That, that I helped her family, her son, whatever, and her, whatever. She cleans all my clothes. I leave them at the front door. They take them out in a bag. They bring them back all folded. Iron my shirt? You've got to be kidding me. Need a meal? Phew. got to be kidding me. Fill my refrigerator up. Did you want, did you listen to me, listen to me. That's the blessing of God. Do you hear me? It's when you believe that God is able, God will take care of it. I'm not bragging on me this morning. I'm bragging on God today. Because God does far above, exceedingly over, and whatever I even ask or even think. It just blows me away. Did somebody do that for me? Whew. Big stuff, man. Big stuff. Big stuff. His power to protect, and I went ahead a little myself, has power to provide... Psalm twenty-three, verse one says, "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not what." (sighs) I'm talking to me here right now. Listen, is there ever something like you really want, but you didn't get it? Did you? Okay, watch. Ready? Let's go here. Ready? Did you ever, did you ever want something at Christmas, and you couldn't wait to go down under the tree? But it wasn't what you thought it was going to (laughs) be. Ever been there? Hello? Now, here's how it was in our family. There were three kids. My brother and I, we always scammed together. My sister was nine years younger than me. We'd always throw her under the bus, just throw her under the bus. It was great to have her, because then we blamed everything on her. It was great. Before, it was my brother and I. We couldn't blame it on each other, amen? So I remember, now, Dad had a rule. Couldn't go downstairs and look at the presents until he woke up and mama woke up, but we snuck down anyway because we're scams. We're just scams. Now, you ready? All I wanted to do was go downstairs and see how many presents I had compared to my brother and compared to my sister. Don't look at me that way. And then after we opened them up, I tried to calculate how much money they cost to make sure we were all on the same level. Because mom and dad said there's no favorites. That's a lie. That's such a lie. That is such a lie. You you say you don't have any favorite. You're lying. You're just lying. Do you know how you know if you have a favorite in your family? Who do they come to when they don't want the answer no? That's the favorite one. Because they ain't going to mama, they're going to go to daddy. And they ain't going to go to daddy, they'll go to mama. Oh, you don't look at me that way. So I couldn't wait to figure out what was going on there. So sometimes I'd get a little disappointed. Get over it. Your life will be full of disappointments. Hello, I'm not in to giving everybody a participation trophy. There is a winner and a loser. Suck it up, Bucky. Cry out whatever you got to do. That's life in the big city. That's how I rolled. Hello? Oh, you... No, stop. You need to learn. You win and you lose. That's it. That's life. Got to believe. Number two, you have to behave. Behave? Yeah, behave. First Timothy 315 in our church fellowship but I tarry long that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God which is in the church of the living God the pillar and the ground of truth now let me just help you here just a little bit I am not in to having kids run all around in the church sorry that's just me I'm, I, I'm, now look I'm not treating it as a holy property but I just don't think a kid should be running around in church fellowship calls for that Nursery, children's church, that's for that. Not up here. I'm at our church and I got people running around, I stop them. I just give them a look. That's the end of that story. Hello? Yeah, it ain't going down that road. I, listen, I even go to Walmart and I hear a kid acting up, I go over there and I look at him, stop him. Now what I want to do is I want to smack the parent, amen? Right upside the head, because it's the parent's fault, not the kid's fault. Hello. I've never had a problem with a kid. At all. Ever. Now you watch. Listen very carefully. But there's also a way for believers to act and behave. Listen, listen. We ought to be kind to one another. It's still okay to be kind to people. Even if they're not your best friend, you can be kind. It doesn't cost anything to be kind. And you ought to go out of your way to be kind. Apostle Paul would address that with people in the church. (laughs) I'm writing unto you because Eutychus and Syntyche, they got issues. They got problems. Listen, if you got problems with somebody in the church, go to the person you got the problem with. Don't tell everybody and their brother about it. Hello, go tell the person you got the problem with. Hello, I got a guy working on my house. I got to talk to him. I've been talking to him about the problem I got with him. Hello, got two speeds. Slow and stop, starts at 10 o'clock in the morning. What? How does anybody start at 10 o'clock in the morning? Are you kidding me? Oh, my word. Listen, as I was growing up, I never slept past 7.30 in my life. I must be a weirdo. I never, I I think like, like sleep's a waste of time. Amen. I'm just, I'm, and like you see me right now is how I wake up and I don't even drink coffee. Hello. But there ought to be a way we behave in the fellowship. (laughs) Listen, listen, you ready? Watch in our daily life. There ought to be a way we behave. There ought to be a world outside of there that's watching you. The way you act at home is the same way you act at church. And they can't bring any railing accusation against you because you're bringing honor and glory to God. Now, I, I don't know if you're like me, but I, I know everybody's car. I know everybody's name. I know the kids on the block. Hello. I give them candy. Send them home to mama. Amen. (laughs) I give them money. I'm trying to reach them with the gospel. I'm trying to let the light shine. Hello. Most people, we don't even care who lives next door to us. We don't even know who lives next door to us. Listen, I lived in the city. All right? In my neighborhood, my mom lived there for 61 years. I I lived there when I was five years old. Fifty houses on each side. Average home, three to five kids. Back then, it was a square black and white box on TV if you had one. Nintendo was the game to play. Ain't nobody inside the house. Everybody's outside. Nobody's home. Everybody's gone. I just tell the kid, we oh, I'm going to play football on the street. Okay. You go down to the fifth car, cut in between the fifth car, I'll hit you right in the middle. Amen. Hello? Seriously. I mean, like, like I, listen, listen, people say, oh, no, I love living in this city. We had a rec center. We had a rec center and the guy would just help us. One guy was Pete and he was teaching us how to behave and he taught us how to swim. He was a retired Olympic swimmer. We had a pool that was the only place in the Philly that had brick on the side, so you couldn't see him where the pool was. It was really awesome. Then we had another guy, football coach, Al Angelo, he coached Frankfurt football. He taught us how to man up. Come on, he taught us how to play football, taught us how to play baseball. And we had basketball leagues. If you wanted to be with the knuckleheads on the corner, you could, but you had an opportunity. Even had a lady try to help the girls. And I lived in the city. It was awesome. You didn't need a vehicle, you get in a car, you can get in, a, I mean, get in a bus, go anywhere you want to. Smart Catholic churches built everything under one mile so that you could walk to school and come home for lunch. Hello, you wanna talk about some mean nuns? I had me some mean nuns. Oh yeah, I had me Big Mac, amen, I called her Big Mac. She walked the ground shook, seriously. One time we couldn't get a bus. Now you're not supposed to behave like this. One time we couldn't get a bus. I said just tell them Big Mac called, and she came trouncing down the aisle preaching, backhand me right out of my seat. Now we had a thing with my brother and I. If if they don't call home and tell you, you got in trouble, you it's okay. Take your licks at home, at here. Because if you if they call home, Dad's gonna beat you again. I ain't getting beat twice. What are you? I I ain't, I might be dumb, but I ain't stupid. Amen. But there's all to behave. Kids today are out of control. I mean, if they don't have a phone, if they don't have an iPad, they can't sit still for two minutes. Seriously, we sat at the table, it was for us to talk. I said, take college students out. I said, look, put your phones up on the table. You are not the president of the United States. Ain't nobody calling you at this moment, and you don't need to look at your phone. And they were so slick back then because they had the buttons raised. They didn't have to look, and they could text without looking. You know what I mean? Like slick. But watch, watch, watch. So we bring that into the church. And so you have people, you look at people, and they're not paying attention to you. They're paying attention to their phone. And now all of a sudden, the phone becomes more, come on now, more valuable to them than the preaching of God's word. Hello. So that becomes their priority. And I'm about ready to scream. but there ought to be a way we behave. So let me ask you a question. How do you behave? We know how you behave. <laughs> That's my buddy over there. Don't worry about it. We're fine. The devil wants us to behave some way, and the snare of the devil, you can wind up getting messed up because you're ready. Ready? First Peter 5 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, the roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. He doesn't take rest. He's not going on vacation. You can't go on vacation from God. There ought to be a way you have to behave. And it ought to motivate you to do something right. Believe, behave. There you go. I got ahead of myself. Beware. Beware what? Of the deception of men. Colossians 2.8 says, Beware lest any man spoil you through, through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. When you walk out, when you go over you do, you ought to be armed. The devil wants to destroy your life. He wasn't interested in you when he had you, but when you got saved, he's now interested in destroying you. And bring some accusation against you. How about your own self? Luke twelve, verse fifteen says, and he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of which he possesses. We're not judged when we stand before Christ and how much stuff we have. We're going to be judged on what we've done for Him with what He's given us. I'm looking for a great accounting day myself. I'm not looking forward to stand before the Lord. There's going to be no excuses. It's going to be you and the Lord. That's it. A little short story. My wife... It's kind of unbelievable, but God was preparing her before she left. And about a month before, she started doing some things. Her sister would talk to her an hour or two a day. And she would say, you know, I don't really want to talk about that. I don't really want to talk about that person. She began to take, and I picked up her her prayer journal and got a lot of conviction. convicted. And she wrote in the back about a month before she died, and she said, uh, Lord, I'm really sorry, but I haven't kept track of all the blessings that you've given to us. But I'm going to start. Can I ask you a question? Do you keep track of them? Because if you don't put them down somewhere, you forget about it. And when you go through some problems and you're going through things in your life, listen to me very carefully the devil will have you to forget about what God has already done for you. And get you to focus on what's going on right at the moment rather than what he's already done. I'm talking to me this morning. Do you hear me? Talking to me. There has to be a way that I got to understand that the devil hates me. He hates me. And would love for me to mess up. And I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not looking to give in, but I'm gonna tell you what happens sometimes. Illustration, pride sets in. I was I was having God just bless unbelievable ways. And and, and people are getting saved and, and, and vacation Bible schools and parents are getting saved, whatever. And I just I just got a little lifted up with pride. In the head like couldn't fit through between two doorways. And I have a health issue come. And uh, I go to doctors, they say, um, do a test, they say, you got prostate cancer. God said to me, "Um, I got your attention now. I said, you got it. Now listen very carefully. God does not share his glory with anybody. You give God glory, God will bless you. You take glory, then you're in trouble. Because pride cometh before destruction, Holy Spirit before fall. I said, I said uh, God and I, we communicate a little bit. I said, uh, is this going to be it? Is it going to be everywhere in the bone? I said, no. I said, just the prostate. And I got the test, and it said it's just, it's just in the prostate. Now, when you go to churches, everybody and their brother has a cure for you. It's dangerous to even tell people sometimes. So I said, "Well, I'm just praying about it." And so the Lord told me, J- "Just, just, just get radiation." So I went through 35 treatments of radiation. I didn't think it was going to be any big deal, for each I didn't think. I didn't think like. The first treatment I have, I thought I was going to die when I got home. Like, like I'm ready to go night-night. Like, I'm like, like I'm wiped out. And I'm, I'm in a place, a cancer place, where there's a whole lot more people that got it worse than me. Matter of fact, there are people who ain't coming out after their treatment. They're done. And what God began to let me know is this. You need to beware. Because I just have mercy and grace on you. And you're not going to die. But you better remember that you don't take, come on, what I've given to you and the spirit I've given to you. It's because I allowed you to have that. And as quick as you got it, I can take it from you. I said, I got the message. I got the message. PSA number was going back up. We didn't know what was going on. And so they had me do a PET scan. And everything's clear. I'm good. But listen to me. It was a warning shot. I, I don't know. I don't know where you are in your life. And I don't know what you think you are, but it's only by the grace of God that we get to do what we get to do. (laughs) It's only by the grace of God I stand here today. It's only by his grace and his mercy. And the last point I'll be through is you have to belong. Mark chapter 9, verse 41. Turn there if you would, please. Mark nine forty-one. Got to belong to somebody. Got to belong to Christ. Mark 9, 41. Mark 9, verse 41. For whosoever shall give a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, Verily I say unto you, you shall not lose his reward. Let me ask you a question. When's the last time in your life that you went out of your way to help somebody else who couldn't give you anything in return? I was, uh, I was going I was, in, uh, I was in Tennessee for a couple weeks preaching, and I went to Travis's wedding, Travis Clark's wedding. And uh, I had a guy across the street, catty corner. His name's Paul, and his wife's uh, name's Diana. And I've always been trying to get over there. But just something hold me back from getting over there. I was gone for two weeks, and I, I got word that, that Paul was in an accident. Now, his wife, when she first came she was dealing with cancer. She had a beanie on and she, she was losing her hair. And, and so she was going through breast cancer. She had be- both breasts removed and she was still dealing with that. And I looked over and they got, they got two of the nicest teenagers. James and Jamie are their names, original, right? <laughs> <laughs> and she's got a brother, she's nine years old Landon. And uh, I get word that he was going to work early in the morning. He's a concrete finisher down in Philly. And a drunk crossed over the road on head-on, and it was a high truck, and literally ran over his car. The only way he survived was the drive shift went through the seat. He moved to the side, and it missed him. And the Lord said to me, uh, you're going to go now? You're going to go now? And I saw him outside and I said, uh, Paul, I said, hurt. What happened? He said, I, I, don't, I, I don't even know how come I'm alive. I said, well, you're alive because if you'd have died without Christ, you'd have been burning in hell. I said, I should have witnessed to you before, but I'm just telling you today, you, you, you need to get saved <laughs> And you need to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ so if anything like that happens, you get saved. The whole time I'm talking to him, I don't know this, but his wife is saved. She had a bad marriage, married a drug addict, and she had to get divorced and met up with this Paul guy. I said all that to say this. So he's walking around in a a walker. He can't go to work. God says to me, you, you could buy him a meal, couldn't you? You'd get him a meal, right? So I figured, okay, I'd I, I go Popeye's chicken. Popeye's chicken be good. I'll get Popeye's chicken. Now, I figured, Popeye's chicken, they're going to have macaroni and cheese. I'm a starch guy. Macaroni, cheese, mashed potatoes and gravy. I'm all about it. My wife would never let me do it, but I'm all about it. I am all about it. I'm off the reservation, I'm just saying. So I go up there, I ordered a chicken, I want a bucket of chicken. I said, I said, I want macaroni and cheese as my side. Said, we ain't got macaroni and cheese. I said, what are you doing open? Ain't got no macaroni and cheese. What is wrong with you? So now I say, You got mashed potatoes and gravy? No, we're out of mashed potatoes and gravy. I'm saying, wait a second. This is a chicken place, right? This is a chicken place. All right, give me double order french fries. I said, now, here you go. You got sweet tea? No, he ain't got no tea. What? I'm thinking, this is America, right? I'm not in a third world country right here. Come on, I want some sweet tea. Come on, preach. Sweet tea. Give me no unsweetened tea. I want sweet tea. Amen. Come on. I look like I have unsweetened iced tea. No. They said, the only thing we have is lemonade. Oh, please help me, Lord. I said, okay, give me the lemonade. I go get some soda. Okay? And I go take the thing to drop it off at the house and the kids meet me. I said, look, I wanted to get sweet tea. They said, well, Landon loves lemonade. He doesn't like macaroni and cheese. He likes French fries. He doesn't like the texture of potatoes. He likes French fries. Now you you listen to me. You listen to me. I thought a different way, but God had it another way. Now you'd have thought, phew you'd have thought I gave him a million bucks. Like Like you couldn't do that for somebody. Listen, all you have to do is have your eyes opened. There are people around hurting. Seriously, they're hurting. They're hurting. Just pay attention. You just pay attention on purpose and you can help somebody because of who you belong to. You say, well, I don't have any money. There's a God in heaven that owns it all. All you gotta do is ask him. He'll give it to you. It's because who you belong to. <laughs> you belong to the creator who owns everything. Every child of God. Watch it. You belong to Christ. You belong to a church. A couple verses I'm through. 1 Corinthians 7.23 says, you've been bought with a price the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Woo! You know what I love about salvation? The sin, come on now, and the blood that he shed covers all my sin. Past, present, and future. Don't have to go in there more. Come on, watch it. But you do have to confess it. Sometimes we hold on to stuff. Like, what do you got in your closet? I ain't talking about the closet you wear. I'm talking about the heart closet. What God want you to get rid of you ain't willing to get rid of? He wants you to be clean. And the Bible says, and I'm through, Acts 2.47, and the Lord added to the church daily that should be saved. Now you listen to me. Whew. God has not changed one iota. Not One. The problem is not God, the problem is me. God, God said, and the Lord said, the fields are already white under harvest. You ready? But the laborers are few. And somehow, some way, we have found a way that we have an excuse every reason in the world. Why we don't go tell somebody about Jesus? Because we're busy. Join the crowd. Busy and tired people are run by this world, by busy and tired people. I was saying to Abby the other day, if if you ain't got something going on, there's something wrong in your life, you're backslidden. This is the Northeast. Come on, you're busy? Please, are you kidding me? But watch it there are people who don't belong to Christ who need Christ. And how are they going to know about Christ if we don't take it to them? How are they going to hear without a preacher? Ready? Ready? Do you know how hard it is to give that? Really difficult. Do you know why I don't give a gospel tract out? I don't have it on me. Oh, that's really going to hold up in heaven. Hello? Hello? Let's just be serious about God. And if we want to bless life, we just got to follow the Lord. Heads bowed, eyes closed.